Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. Please enjoy this episode. We'll just go around and say who you are and I guess we don't know where people are from, but maybe just say like the last thing you made with your hands. How about that? <laughs> just just as a little intro. Um, Chris, you want to go first? Sure. I'm Chris. I'm from Jamaica Plain in Boston. Um, and the last thing I made with my hands was a big curry. Mm. Um, giant thing you may have seen pictures <laughs> it did. Good. was it delicious it was amazing <laughs> it was very random i was just sort of cooking everything in the, what was left in the fridge and adding curry so it was good curry i feel like i've i'm, I'm always close but not quite <laughs> the curry do you use like a curry sauce or a paste or yeah i use something called patox it's actually my secret ingredient it's sort of like cheating it's just a called p-a-t-a-k-s it's a, you buy it in a jar and it's just amazing yeah it's awesome there's mark mark can you hear us i see your audio is connected oh but you're on mute he then. muted himself i mute mark no he just tried to unmute him but all right i'm gonna mute um, <laughs> can you hear me yay yes we just or we just did okay i i'm not gonna unmute him i'm just gonna let him unmute himself there we go hi mark hi morning good morning we're just doing quick intro yeah, early for me. what's that 5 30 my god that's early for you ah uh, yeah <laughs> it's not that bad we'd be opening the pool <laughs> jocelyn yeah. and i <laughs> Tracy's here. Um, we were just going around the room and introducing ourselves and the last thing that we made with our hands. And Chris just went and he made a curry with his hands. Um, Kate, what's the last thing you made with your hands? <laughs> um, I made a salad from some greens that we found on our walk near our house. Wow. Yum. Yeah, it was pretty groovy. <laughs> That's awesome. Tracy, what's the last thing you made with your hands? Uh, oh boy. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we were doing, I was doing a ton of cooking there for a while and then I shifted into, oh crap, I've got a work deadline in too many cases. <laughs> um, so um, I haven't been, been cooking as much in the last few days. My daughter and I went out and made some. Uh, some hoed up grass, uh, play with the worms, get ready to try to put some wildflowers in out in our front yard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna count that. That was, that was what Maya a day or two ago. Yeah, cool. So, Danielle, what, what have you made with your hands lately? <laughs> um, most of the stuff I make is on the computer, which I guess isn't really my hands, <laughs> well, but. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I, I created some layouts for a warehouse for some robots to move around in and I base it off. There's, we have a client that is trying to roll out our robots. They're in the Netherlands and everything in the Netherlands apparently is really good to come back. And there's literally not enough width to the aisles to get a human operator next to a robot, which is a safety requirement for European Safety Commission standards. Um, so like if you can't squeeze an average size human being to egress in case of emergency um, around your robot, like you can't. So been um, dealing with that and like all of the EDB spaces and trying to design that, but it's not really my hands as much as it is my your mind's connected to your computer through your hands. We'll count it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Mark, what's the last thing you made with your hands? Uh, just peeling back the cellophane, stirring the frozen food in between <laughs> microwave settings count. Sure. Because sure. that's it. That's, I, haven't cooked, okay. I haven't cooked a meal since 1984. That's a good run. You got to hold on to that. <laughs> I plan on it. That's good. What about you, Jocelyn? What's the last thing you made with your hands? Uh-oh, you're on mute. Jocelyn, I'm going to unmute you. Unmute me. I muted you. I can hear you now. Oh, uh, I probably did last night. Used up a bunch of kale in the fridge. Conrad, my 16-year-old made a kale salad that didn't really turn out the night before. It wasn't so good. So I cooked it up with garlic and ginger and all sorts of other stuff. And it was delicious. Threw a little curry in it. Yeah. Nice. Probably, probably food. Food, <laughs> yeah. I don't knit. And I don't have time to learn because I'm, real go I'm still going to work. <laughs> well, it's interesting seeing all these people saying, oh, my God, you have so much time. You should be doing all this stuff. Well, now... Some of us still work. You have three, and you have three kids at home now. Yeah. <laughs> Which you didn't have before. <laughs> yeah. Although they're very self-sufficient. Yeah, but they're still, I mean. Yeah. You're probably hanging out with them a little bit <laughs> if you're not working. Kind of. <laughs> cool. Thanks for coming, everybody. Um, I guess I'll, I should do the, the same since I, since I asked the question that I I'll mention that I, we started a sourdough starter just in the, like, oh, yeah. what if we run out of yeast? <laughs> and the, with the discard, um, we started making these crackers, but they're almost like shortbread because you like, accidentally put them in too much butter and then, what if you like so anyway, it's, we've been devouring sourdough crackers every day because we have to always have to discard half of your starter. And right. anyway, it's, been fun, but Noah and I were deciding we're going through more flour. <laughs> like it's not, it's, it's just more food. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily the way that we should be spending our time, but, um, or using our hands. There's lots of other ways. We have a, we have a new swing set in our, that, to, to build. That'll be the next thing we'll be doing with our hands. Since the kids can't go to the park, we're going to build in the backyard. <laughs> All right, well, let's get started talking to Kate today. She's our special guest. Um, I wore a special shirt for you guys. I don't know if you can see. I can see either. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> the mermaid. The mermaid. Oh, the mermaid. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, 
They're yes. mermen. They're not mer people. Oh no, mermen. Just mermen. It's you her. don't know. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy's having fun. Look how sassy he is. Oh yeah. I need to have a party in the water on your shirt. Um, before I like very rudely. Well, for the second time, interrupt everyone, I guess, because now I'm the first, but I have the, the Netherlands client, I have a call with them at nine, so I need to hop off at like 8.55 to get all my screens ready and whatnot to share my lackluster warehouse layout. So when I hop off, I'm really sorry, and it's nothing against you, Kate, or your mer people slash party mermen. <laughs> no problem. Right, that's, uh, thanks for letting us know. I, uh, would love to talk to you more about you bring me back memories from when I used to work at a horticulture company and we used they we were working with a company in the Netherlands who makes the planting machines for planting the plants anyway so you brought back a lot of memories for me thank you <laughs> all right Kate I think I skipped this with the previous people but maybe you just want to tell us um, a little bit about yourself before we get into the swimming questions um me as a swimmer or me as a non-swimmer you, you, however uh, you identify yourself. <laughs> uh, I live in San Francisco and I'm a physical therapist and I just had a baby. So my baby is eight months old and that has been um, pretty trippy, super great, but pretty crazy. Um, what else? Let's see. Eh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, tell us what your favorite place to swim is. You sent me these questions before, and it's funny because every answer was like five, like a list, you know. And I was like, oh, I have to distill this down a little bit. Um, <laughs> Lake Tahoe, but specifically like the East Shore um, on the Nevada side, and then also DL Bliss are really pretty magical. What was um, and I, I live right near China Beach, where I swim in San Francisco, so that's also also a favorite. Very cool. What about your um, like favorite event that you've participated in so far? Yeah, um, again, I was just going to like list them all, but I think my most favorite event was we once did this swim around Lake Tahoe, so it was uh, six days of swimming. And <laughs> my parents used to have this like 1978 Suburban. So that was the one vehicle. And it was like, you know, the shag wagon, but not really a shag wagon because it didn't pick anybody up. Basically, you and your kayaker would get in the water. Well, you'd break down camp, you'd stuff everything in the Suburban, you and your kayaker would swim from point A to point B. Point B would be the next campsite. And one person who was just, you know, didn't want to kayak anymore. Um, I don't think any of the swimmers drove. I think it was all kayakers. Would drive the car to the next point and then we'd unpack, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it was like six days around the lake. And then we also just to streamline things, I think there was like 10 of us. We, we you know those things people eat, like those tents that people eat in so that flies don't get them. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're the like tents. We built one of those that was like, crazy long and slept like 10 people in a row it was pretty hysterical it was like uh, i don't know the seven dwarves or something just all uh so i was thinking that was probably my my favorite event it was to, we just made it up made it up 
invited, uh, was there five swimmers? Yeah, five swimmers and you had to sort of bring a kayaker. And so it was, my parents were there and my good friend Emily and Curse and her husband and her stepmom and then some other swimmers. And then the other fun thing about it is that people could come and just join us at any spot that they wanted to. So. My friend Tony came and swam with us one day at, I don't even remember, Meeks Bay. And then my friend Della just came and camped with us. And we also had a double kayak, so that was really fun. And when you're like going along in the lake and you're like, yeah, I don't really want to swim anymore. You just hop in the kayak and <laughs> paddle and really cover some ground where the other person can get in and swim. So it was very, you know, like choose your own adventure kind of deal. That sounds awesome. What, yeah. I'm trying to think. So um, I love that. I'm like, you were, I wish I would have When? How long ago was this that you did this adventure? Oh God, it was, it was probably in like 2010. We did it again, maybe the next year or the year after, but it, the, it wasn't as good as the first year. Huh. Interesting. It's just one of those. Yeah. And then there was lightning. So then people had to like, you know, get to shore. So you have yeah. all these... <laughs> that are like standing in the rain on the shore waiting for the lightning to pass that was only one day yeah. <laughs> oh and then one of the nights when we were camping the cops came looking for our neighbors <laughs> lots of exciting stuff yeah that sounds amazing um yeah. it seems like it's almost an easier way to get around like tahoe than driving because i probably <laughs> i blew my mind when i was there last year for swimming across just the traffic like to get yeah. the, like south shore to start the swim i was like we have to leave like three hours early <laughs> to drive yeah. 15 miles or whatever 21 miles yeah crazy well wow that sounds pretty amazing what about any like an event like if i wanted to go participate in it like that exists <laughs> is there any existing right, event? Right, right. <laughs> i mean i could make that up i guess with some friends but <laughs> and like that they're never easy, but I have really enjoyed them all. I mean, Catalina is incredible. So I, um, I basically started swimming 10 years ago and had no idea what I was doing. And this girl was like, Hey, you want to swim the Catalina channel? And I said, okay. And I, I had no business doing it. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea you rented a boat. I'd never even swam any sort of distance like that but I said yes we you know paid the fee put our application in started training and then I just did it so that first year was like really cool and it's funny looking back at things that I did like I was with um I'm drawing a blank on his name but the guy that plays the bagpipes Greg help me out here any Catalina people no okay. <laughs> he has a big, big boat and I had like 10 people on my boat I had my parents both my brothers my boyfriend his brother a bunch of swimmers my best friend so I was like it was like party boat because I just had no idea um so that was really fun because I had no idea the second time I did Catalina was really fun because it was really freaking hard um I did Lake Tahoe and that I it's also way way hard and totally underestimated how or I what that and I knew it was going to be hard but um I don't think it gets enough credit for how hard it is because it's high elevation and it's um, not salt water. Um, and that one was really special because it was, you know, 
someone I knew was the pilot and it, it was a fundraising event for my brother. But so, yeah, I don't know that I can say that I have a favorite event. Inuit's really fun because you're like going to this crazy place you never thought you would go. But I can't say it was my favorite swimming. Um, what else? Tahoe's, Tahoe's great. But it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's local. It's hard. There's accessibility yeah. issues, but I guess that's true about everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome. Um, what about, um, are you a process or an outcome person? Um, I wonder if I don't really know the answer to that, if that gives the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know the answer? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I definitely enjoy the process, but I definitely like the want the outcome. Process. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of the answer. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm a nice even split because I just won't take no for an answer, but I do enjoy, or, you know, like not succeeding as a possibility. I, I, that's like not an option, but I do enjoy the process. I have to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just an interesting um, discussion point. It's something I've been thinking about a lot, especially since having kids, because I've kind of been able to shift to more like the outcome driven and like just because of training time is limited. So um, I like creating the process of training, um, but I think I, you can do, but I think that being outcome driven, you can get where you you can get there maybe with a different process, but, but it's, it's just different. I just, I just think it's an interesting topic to talk about with people. <laughs> it really made me think. And I was like, Ooh, I'm not sure. Ooh. Um, maybe I am. I was trying to think about it in, in terms of PT, like, mm. you know, if you talk about a movement, you can do it four different ways, but there's really one ideal way for your body. Right? Mm -hmm. You come up with these compensatory strategies to perform an, an, a task or an outcome, but you really shouldn't be doing it those three other ways if, if you want to stay healthy and well and utilize your body to its maximum. So, yeah, maybe I am more outcome. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be both. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> um, it was interesting talking to Louise just because she was able to put it in the context of like her english english channel crossing and i mean it just i just think it brings up interesting stuff that's why that's why i mean yeah ask it as well. yeah. yeah um what about um how do you handle hard situations it seems like i get really calm and i was trying to think about why and how that is and i'm not totally sure um it's it's not like i can cite oh, my parents really helped me train for that or like something bad happened to me. I had a really nice childhood and I had very nice parents, and very nice siblings. Um, but an example I was thinking about was we went swimming at China Beach the other day and generally, so China Beach is like this bay that's outside the gate. So it is the open ocean, but it does have a little bit of protection because it's a, the start of the San Francisco Bay. And we went the other day, probably months ago now, because I was still pregnant, probably almost a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> the other day. 
three in the morning, there's no one there. And we get there and the parking lot is full into the street. I'm like, what is going on? And we get there and the waves are just perfect. They're just, they're breaking and it's full of surfers. And we get down there and a, and a person who is not a normal China Beach swimmer, normally a South End swimmer, which is much different because it's really protected in the bay, um, is there with me and she's a little bit nervous. And we're like, okay, well, we'll figure this out. And um, a guy warned us that there was a rip along the beach and we're like, nah, okay, like, sure, buddy. Um, and we get in and it was, it was like a river in front of the beach. So we swim against the current, everything's good. And then we swim out a little bit and it's totally slack. And then we want to come back in. But when we come back in, the beach is only this long. But we start coming in and the current's so fast this way. By the time we're avoiding the breaking waves, we're already at this far in where there's rocks and we're like having the waves crash on our head. And, it, you know, the first instinct is like, shit, this is not good. And I'm pregnant. And you don't really, well, my perception of being pregnant is you don't have any abs anymore. So you're not strong at all. Not to mention you have this huge thing that's like, you know, creating all this drag. So I don't have any power to be swimming in these breaking waves. So I'm like, oh shit. So basically we swam out to sea, which is totally counterintuitive, right? You, we swam back out to sea where it was slack crept up along again and then tried again and it was really fun afterwards my friend showed our little you know she had one of her fancy trackers on showed our route and it's just this crazy like weird swim route um so thankfully in that instance my like shit moment was really small and my okay like very calm moment was very long and ironically it seems like i'm better able to to be calm if someone else is freaked out. So she was freaked out. So I was like, okay, I gotta, <laughs> I figure this out for us. So yeah, I think that's how it happens. Other people <laughs> freak out, and I. That's awesome. That's very yeah. cool. It probably is why you've been you're able to success. Probably knowing that about yourself. Maybe when I think about your like your Lake Tahoe adventures, maybe it's just you had the right group of friends or something. Like I'm like, why didn't I have fun adventures like that? When I was <laughs> I don't know. I guess I learned this well, too long ago. The something. truth is, it's this one friend. Her name uh, is Emily <laughs> Evans, and you you may know her. She uh, is a really excellent swimmer, but she um, she's an excellent athlete. But she's so uh, humble, you just never know. She's the one that basically said, "Hey, you want to swim Catalina?" And I had absolutely no business swimming it. And she is probably twice, if not three times, faster than I am. And we trained together for an entire year. For Catalina and she would just swim zigzags or she would swim out and back or she would swim circles so we'd stay together and then when we did do things where we had our own kayakers she would go off and you know complete them in half the time um but all of this was like her brainchild and I was just you know what is that hooking my wagon to her star <laughs> she gets all credit it's a good difference like that <laughs> bye Danielle all right yeah I have to go to a Equilibria seminar. Right. I did Lynn Kashmerik. <laughs> what does that mean? Equilibria, it's, um, they have it in sports and healthcare and business. And it's basically personality, knowing like what, what that within a group, everyone has a, a certain, um, 
different ways of work dealing with things and different ways of communicating and different ways of listening. And so this it's called e-colors. Maybe you've heard of e-colors. Red, blue, yellow, green. Anyway, so um she's doing a free seminar this morning, one at uh nine east coast and one at two east coast anyway i'm on the nine east coast so i can do it while my kids are sleeping but <laughs> cool. she's really great she was a nc2a coach at bucknell one of the first female nc2a coaches cool. so if you can interesting yeah lynn Kashmarik. anyway i posted it to uh the sos group are you in that kate well, we'll get to oh, that. yes, yes, I am. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm just kind of a Luddite, and I, yeah, anyway. Okay. Okay. Bye. Nice Have to meet you. Hey, hi, San Francisco Bay. I grew up in Berkeley. Yay. I love it. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. All right, Kate, what about, um, what's been the worst part of quarantine so far for you? <laughs> um. You know, at the expense of sounding like an asshole, it's not that bad. I, like I said, have an eight month old. So when having a new baby is kind of like sheltering in place. So it's the, the Delta hasn't been very big. You know, it's really similar to what we did do. The one thing that's kind of weird is no, no one really can watch the baby because uh, no one can hold the baby. So we, Marcus and I haven't gotten to do a lot together, but we've been doing good, um, taking turns and stuff. Um, I guess the biggest concern I have is uh, how we come out of this um, because I think it's important as humans to be together and to touch each other and to socialize and particularly for my line of work I touch people all the time and you know I'm in a small space with them and share equipment and I'm I'm just worried how yeah how we get out of this and how we have people still feel safe and okay to be together and um, you know participate in their communities in ways that they feel they need to yeah so. yeah it's um it's it's just tricky time for sure that's i think it was like one first or second call that i was talking to jocelyn it was just the, probably the two of us or maybe tracy was there and i was like i miss hugging people you know like the first thing you do when i see someone is like give them a big hug and it's like really weird to think that if that became on like that. Yeah. I was there, Shannon. That that really afterwards that was that was replaying in my head. Like, what if in this brave post-corona world we don't hug anymore? <laughs> we really think about it. It's yeah, that would be just. I guess we'll wait and see, but that would be a huge adjustment, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't think elbow bumps convey quite the same uh, thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, uh, We've yeah. Been watching probably more, you know, shows and television than we should. And every time we watch something, like we're watching something in Germany, we were like, "Look, they're at a cafe. They're getting a coffee. Look, they're touching. <laughs> Look, they're sitting together." Yeah, yeah. Seriously, well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but we just have eight more minutes. We'll just ask a couple more of these questions. Um, what may, motivates you to keep going, Kate? Whether quarantine or swimming, however you want to spin that. Or as a mom, you tell me. <laughs> I just, I feel crappy when I don't move. So that's a big thing. Um, and swimming just became this thing that, uh, you know, is the same as like you're eating and sleeping. Just this thing you needed to do. Um, 
So what motivates me to keep going? I'm really grouchy when I don't. <laughs> I feel better when I do. Um, Are you able to recognize that point though? I guess what I've found, I, I feel like parenting is pretty sedate, like eventually, like, especially when you get to two, like, like it's one thing to overcome the, the inertia of just having like a baby, but like you like having someone to watch the baby so you can get out and move on or go to do something. <laughs> um, but when you have two, then it's like twice as much, like hard. Like, twice as much, yeah. Um, but like to recognize that moment, like, oh, I'm getting grouchy. I should go do something. Like, are you able to recognize that? Or are you just kind of like, it's just like, you just, just happened. You're like, I'm getting grouchy. Go do it. Oh, no, I can definitely tell. And I have, a, I, thankfully, we only have one. And, I, <laughs> and we, we do have two dogs. So even just like our baseline is we take two walks a day. So, it's good. And, and I have a partner who uh, is really good and recognizes that I have that need. That's good. And helps <laughs> state that need. And thankfully, he also is swimming every day too. And then he realized I'm a better person when I swim every day too. So then he's very motivated to keep swimming. So it's been really super great. And I didn't, I didn't push that at all. He like all of a sudden was like, I'm going to swim every day. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you should. Good idea. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>